Welcome. You're listening to the Legal Business World podcast series. What is legal project management? What is all this hype about and why is it suddenly so important to the legal profession, legal practitioners and practice managers? Well, today we're going to be exploring all those types of things because really project management has always been applied to legal services. Legal matters effectively are projects and anyone leading a legal matter is a project manager. But now we're talking about taking more of a a rigorous approach to the planning and execution of legal matters using some of the principles and practices of project management. So for context, legal project management is defined as the application of project management principles and practices to enhance the delivery of legal services. But it's far more than that. The International Institute of Legal Project Management studied the practice of legal project management in nine different countries. They found that it combines not only the project capabilities, but also had a driver around the technology enhancement, process improvement methods, and a focus on the people dynamics. Effectively, it's all about trying to create a greater efficiency and productivity to the legal practice. So really, legal project management is now an umbrella term. It's all about productivity at the end of the day. In fact, if you look at project management traditionally, it was always to say, did you deliver on time? So time and schedule was always a key issue. Did you give it uh, on the budget or the cost? Which obviously cost is a big driver, particularly with fixed price legal services. And did you give me the quality or the specifications that I wanted? So effectively, those three things, time, cost and quality, is known as a triple constraint. And that has always been the focus of process around project management. So what would be the three core reasons why legal project management suddenly become a world trend? Well, the first one, and probably the most important one, is the client demand for fixed price legal services or alternate fee arrangements. To actually be able to give a fee up front, we have to be able to create that budget and consider all our costs which includes getting the accuracies and the, and the type of estimation techniques we're actually using. And of course, once we've got that, we have to then be able to deliver the legal services within that frame so we can still maintain profit back into the law firm. The second key driver is technology. So even traditional project management technology and, and improved ways of tools and techniques and methods to run projects has always been the focus. But technology is having a major impact right now on law firms, and particularly as we move towards artificial intelligence. The third driver, of course, is around cost effectiveness. And we come from a process improvement perspective on looking at how we can uh, use less resources, use them more effectively, leverage technology, and that really comes down to a more of a project mindset on how we approach legal matters. So when we're talking about legal project management, what are we actually talking about? Well, firstly, legal project management recognizes matters have a life cycle. Firstly, the first stage is we've got a client engagement stage. We then go into planning the matter. We then go into executing the matter. And of course, we then have matter closeout. So there's those four phases, client engagement, matter planning, matter execution, and matter closeout. But when we're applying our approach to planning, we have to also plan with risks in mind. Risks not only around the legal matter itself, but around the legal practice and how we're approaching delivering those legal services. 
And of course, planning becomes far more important when we have a legal team to make sure that we're using that team as effectively as possible. Everyone's clear on their job. They know what they're supposed to be doing. The scope's well-defined. And on any particular day, we would know exactly what everyone was up to. So that also helps when we're focusing on the clarity around the scope in managing the client's expectations. But we also have to have a means, which project management calls change management or variation management, when there is a need to increase the legal services because there's been a change in the approach or something's actually triggered a change and it can be sometimes stages uh, how a project or a legal matter can be set up. Take for example even litigation. Often we have a stage of mediation. At the end of that mediation we have far more of an idea to be able to cost up and determine how long arbitration is likely to take. And of course if we got to the end of arbitration and it still wasn't resolved then we would have far more idea and insight to determine really what the typical ballpark figure and the budget is for going into a litigation. And of course, depending on what happens at litigation, if this happens, then that would trigger the next stage of which may incur further costs. So the client knows up front typically those stages and cost as we go, so they can actually see where their ultimate uh, fees are going to be charged. So we can still be giving a quote even on some of those difficult cases where we don't think up front we'd be able to estimate the time effectively. Of course, using project management principles, we're also looking at some of the key things they use in terms of maintaining that we can deliver on these legal matters, such as risk management, things like issues management, and all the elements, in fact there's 10 knowledge areas or functions of project management, that when we put it together makes a lot of sense when you're looking at how to improve the approach to legal matters. So let's talk about some of the key benefits. Well, probably the first one is to creating a standardized approach to legal matters that uses technology and support systems and processes most efficiently. So taking a standardized approach allows us to leverage the knowledge and expertise of our senior lawyers to help those junior or graduate lawyers coming into the firm. Imagine being a new lawyer and you're about to take on a legal matter and we're able to say and use a tool called work breakdown structure which basically sets out all the activities and tasks, the typical durations, the order of them, the dependencies between them and we are basically giving them a work plan up front. And then from that work plan we tweak it depending on what the requirements are for that legal matter and of course the client's requirements. So it's about leveraging corporate information and getting that standard approach which means that once we get a good process, we try and leverage that process and then use it for all the legal matters of a similar nature in the future. We also want to improve the planning methods, which includes getting clearer and more accurate on the cost and the estimations of all the resources we're going to use for the legal matter and the profit margins we're hoping to attain. This includes not only the direct cost, but also the indirect cost to have a contribution to the overheads of the law practice. We also want to improve the delivery approach, uh, therefore always assuring high quality client outcomes whilst also maximising the profits by managing the process of delivery as effective as possible. We have to of course be managing client expectations and achieving the right level of communications and we can do that up front by agreement through some tools such as the communications management plan and in that way all expectations are being managed and we know exactly what communications is supposed to be happening at once. 
because we often find in the absence of information, clients will be making up stories and that will be that you're either not working hard enough or they've got no idea what's happening, whether their projects even is progressing. So we use these kind of tools to make sure that everyone's informed and therefore we're working more together as a team. We want to have the ability, of course, to increase fees and as changes arise. So we must have a formal approach that allows us to manage the changes as and when they come up so the client even understands that process. We also want to increase the resilience and reduce the stress of our legal team. And we do that by providing far more clarity of the scope and understanding of each and every role and the tasks and work outputs that are required, the time they have to do those uh, tasks, and getting very clear on delegated responsibilities and reporting lines. And we also want to contribute to the knowledge management of the firm by catching lessons learned as we go. And once you catch those lessons learned, we can then make suggestions to management to how to improve based on the experience we've got, both the positive ones and the negative ones. So going back to how do we go about trying to implement legal project management, what we have found most effective is you have to have a start to have a bit of a basic training around project management. We have to be using the same terminology, we have to understand the principles, and we've got to get buy-in because even moving to a fixed price model can be a bit scary for uh, people that have not really um, had been able to get so accurate on how long something takes and then being accountable to maintain that within that schedule. So because it is a shift and sometimes a quite a significant mind shift, we have to make sure that there's a level of training which brings a level of buy-in and comfort. Once you've got that level of commonality, then we must look at the systems, the methodology and the process improvement and the technology we're using so we can actually start putting in templates or uh, the plans, etc., for following the legal project management process, which is effectively a workflow. We then have to train people on that new system so there's no surprises. And of course, once we implement it, it's about keeping that commitment up. Legal project management can bring many benefits to the uh, legal practice. And of course, this also applies to in-house counsel because in-house counsel often are having to understand project management wider because they're often advising to the board of management. They're often advising on strategy for the organization involved in their own business unit or portfolio, which means they have to understand more leadership and business principles in general. And of course, they're often looking at and advising on non-legal projects, and which is the projects of the organization as such, because they're being called upon by providing a legal guidance on all elements of the business. So stepping back, we can see that there's a major driver, which is being these fixed price and technologies being pushed on legal practice to change. So the legal project management just allows us to really think that through and even understanding the principles and, and getting more rigor around project management allows us to implement some of those changes such as new technologies coming into the law practice better because each of those is a project in their own right. This session was presented by adjunct associate professor Todd Hutchison, better known as the corporate mechanic. Todd is an international best-selling author and consultant and leads the global company, Peopleistic. He is the inaugural Australian Fellow of the Project Management Institute and a former Global PMI Board Director. Todd currently resides as the Chairman of the International Institute of Legal Project Management. Thank you for listening.